Thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Snyder, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today's episode is a special interview with Pamela Green of Ananda Montessori. She makes a few references during the interview about Ananda and about a special program they have upcoming. And if you're interested in learning more about these, there's a blog post entitled Interview with Pamela Green over on the blog, bondec.org slash blog, where you can find direct links to all of these references. Enjoy. Welcome, Pamela. It's lovely to chat with you. Thank you. And I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. I know we had interviewed you for a spotlight interview and that that link will be live in the post that goes with this podcast interview. But can you can you tell us a little bit of background, a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Pamela Green. And uh, at present, I am an owner and a founder of a place that is called Ananda Montessori. And it is a place, an environment that is um, a Montessori parent and infant and child program. So the parents come and attend with their child. And I, I begin really during pregnancy and then it goes all the way up through age six. Wonderful. Yeah, so it's a parent education and a a participation model with them going through a process of learning observation. And one of my um, kind of intentions with starting this was just from my own journey in Montessori as a parent, uh, the, the mentoring that I was given during the time that my children were young and they're they're grown now, but I wanted to create a space that really early on uh, supported parents in that way. And I I've, I've been in Montessori since about 1981, and um, so I started this. And I Ananda is for me it's kind of like a movement as much as it is a program uh, because it I also along with as part of my Montessori work I also am a birth attendant and bring um, that my understanding of Montessori to the process of pregnancy and then birth and postpartum too. Wonderful. So it's all of that time before before age six, and and it sounds like even before a child gets here. Yes, because I just feel that um, it was really part of Maria Montessori's intention that there's the recognition and the um, respect of the process and the reality of the life of the unborn child and also the parents uh, experience during that time as well. And then during pregnancy, we are as, as mothers, the first prepared environment for a child. 
And um, so I work with that. I also do pre-birth education and then through the process of attending births, bring my way of Montessori, which to me is very similar to midwifery, to that process as well. Wonderful. So which did you come to first? It sounds like you've been involved in Montessori since 1981, but were you uh, interested in uh, the the doula process or the midwifery prior to that, or did they kind of come at the same time? Or what's what's that timeline like? Well, it, it's it, you know looking back the from 1980 on there, it was an interesting time for me. There was a lot that was happening in my life uh, that really led me to where I am now. I would say. And around 1984, I just through friends um, met traditional midwives or midwives who work in the with home birth. And one of the midwives that I first met is the midwife that I now partner with in um, attending births. And I my experience when I, a friend of mine was pregnant and having a home birth. And so I would go to prenatals with her and there was the same kind of recognition in myself that I felt when I first saw Montessori and entered that child's space as there was when I first kind of laid my hands on a pregnant belly. Um, so there was, there was this initiation or this calling that almost an answering to my own calling that happened at that time. And then I started attending births in about 1990 Mm -hmm. and began teaching in Montessori in really about 1983, um, So all the time that I've been in Montessori, I've been attending births and doing childbirth education. But one of my intentions and missions with Ananda was to just bridge those so that they were, um, my work could be together, although it always really was, but just to kind of bring it into more of a conscious focus. Lovely. And so if you were at a party and somebody asks you, what do you do? Uh, how do you answer that question? What do I do? Um, it depends on the person. <laughs> <laughs> if they're pregnant, then there's a certain answer. But, uh, you know, talking about Montessori, sure. it is the same for both things to me. Um And then also, so to say that I am someone who has a Montessori program that supports children uh, early in their life and parents as well, and this usually enters into a conversation about what that is, and I find that is very helpful because still... At least in my community, there aren't 
there isn't a lot of uh, understanding or knowing or, or maybe um, practice or seeing of Montessori's. So that, that's a good way to come into it. And then um, I also, one of my other things that I talk about is that I, I've always, I, I work as a parent mentor and a consultant for, for teachers as well. And all, what that process was for me in my learning and still is and how providing that um, was a benefit. All of those things, and I do workshops and things in that way. So it really kind of depends on who the person is, but there's always, I find, a, a really common ground when we talk about parenting or the child, mm -hmm. no, no matter where a person is at. Yeah. And, and so in the past almost 40 years, how, how has Montessori changed? Uh, have, you seen, have you seen common threads in the change or in how we approach early childhood or how we approach parenting or how we approach even before that, that prepared environment you called first the mother is the first prepared environment? Have you seen any overarching principles in your in your experience, you have such an abundance of experience. I, I feel that uh, children of themselves, whether they are in the water world while they are inside of us if we're pregnant, whether they are just born and children growing up, I don't feel that there has been change in the child. I feel that the externals have changed in some ways and the ways that we um, live our lives have become more busy and more externalized. And especially in this country, there's not there's not as much support family-wise um, for early parenting and then later on. So I see more of a need for us as people, whether we're pregnant, whether we are with our, for our partners, for us as parents to create a, com a community. I find that to, to be somewhat changed over the years as you know people move away from maybe their um, family and so to to be more proactive in creating that in our lives and but again i don't i don't feel that the child has changed i feel that the ways that we meet the child has yeah, with how big and small our world is getting, and we are moving uh, away from our families certainly more than than a hundred years ago, than where our our place of birth would often also be the place where we have our own children. Uh, with the influence of more technology and being able to speak to grandparents across the globe, 
how do you see that that community as being beyond our own physical sphere of influence and and can that be a support for for parents and educators and having our community be a digital community as well as just a play group that we can physically attend yes i think any um any ways that we can connect are beautiful, you know, and for some people, I have some families in, at Ananda that their, their homeland is not here. Mm-hmm. So to be in contact with their family, they have to use other resources. Yeah. So anything that you can do to do that is important and I found really uh, essential for the the parents and for the children and for the child you know it's it becomes their way of seeing that person and being with that person and then there are times when they're physically together but I think that technology has opened up a a great world of um, possibility and it it can be in conscious ways used uh, to support us. And then there's other ways that it is used to almost get in the way of connection, sure. if that makes sense. Sure. No, it's kind of like any tool, uh, you know, a, a physical tool or these technological tools that we have. Of It can go any way. It's it's all about how we how we use it, and so uh, that's something that at Bondek we have we have this physical school, and we have the children who can be here. But then we also have the blog and the podcast and online resources because we want this t- to be available as a support to families around the world who. Uh, have chosen to unschool their children or who have chosen a different path or who are unable to have a a monastery school in their community, but still are interested in some of these principles. And so where it, where it dovetails into your life, we want to be of support to you. And so do you, do you have uh, online services? I know that Ananda is, is a physical space and you just not too long ago celebrated uh, an important milestone is—is is that correct? We did. We uh, we a year ago, I think it was September 26. We cut the ribbon at the space that we are in right now, which is a storefront in our little town. And so we had a year anniversary or a birthday of Forananda, and we did that for like a month long. And um, so that was a great kind of looking back in recognition of what, where we've come and the work that we've put into it. But, you know, I mentioned earlier that I, I think that I, that I feel like Ananda is a movement. And when you were talking about the ways that you are working, I feel that is of great importance as well. And so I offer, um, parent mentorship and consultation and uh, for parents and teachers and schools here and where I live, but also in our country and internationally. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I just want to get 
be of service in any way that I can to the farthest places <laughs> that I can find. And, you know, one thing that I failed to mention earlier is one thing that I'm working on right now is I'm, this is from Montessori teachers, but I'm creating with a colleague a 15-week online course that is called Preparation of the Spirit. And it's going to be starting in mid-January, and it is an international process. So it, it's a course that people can take. And if anyone is curious about that, if they go on Ananda Montessori on Facebook, there's a, uh, I think it comes right up at the top. There's a little video and then there's a link to what that course is about. Absolutely. So even with that, you know, trying to get it out as far and as wide as I can. And we'll, um, for anybody who's interested and and didn't have a chance to write that down, we will um, have a link to that um, in the in the show notes in the blog post that accompanies this episode. So that'll be, um, it's, you said it's called um, preparation of the spirit and that there's a, a video on your Facebook page. And so we'll be sure to link to that. So if you, um, if somebody were working on implementing Montessori in the home or looking to, uh, incorporate more Montessori principles, uh, for their very for their very young child or the child who's on the way, um, is there is there a, a common suggestion that you start with? You know, I think it's really if you're pregnant, I think it's important whether it's with me or somewhere else to take some kind of rebirth education. I've created my own method of doing that, but it incorporates it Montessori's in there as well because. I'm there, so that's inevitable. But, um, you know, reading some books is important. Uh, Understanding the Human Being, The Joyful Child by Susan Maitland Stevenson. That's one of our books that we use at Ananda. I also really love for the older years, um, my dear friend Simone Davies' book, The Montessori Toddler. I, I mention those because I really feel that it's so important to learn more about the philosophy of Montessori and, of course, any and all of Maria Montessori's books, too, so that we come into learning about it in the way of understanding the purpose and the method and the process of it and then grow into an understanding of the curriculum because I, I find sometimes that people that want to know about Montessori want to know about the materials and the curriculum, and then that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that's, just the, that's just the what, and so much of what we do and so much of what we encourage uh, when families ask us what could they be doing at home, it's more of the, the why and the how. It's not that um, we yeah. have... Uh, sandpaper letters at school it's that um, you know we have ways for children to practice literacy or uh, ways for children to participate in in various family life and family activities and and why would that be important um, or or what's the purpose of 
of speaking to a child in this manner uh, so much more important than any tools that we have. It's just how we it's just how we approach children and childhood. Yes, and I think it's you're speaking to the also what I feel is true of all of us as human beings that we the longing that we have most of all is to belong and to contribute and to be seen and to join. And children have that in them from the beginning in the ways that they reach out even at birth, wanting to connect. And just as you're saying, it's so, if we sit and we observe and we see that and recognize that in ourselves too, then it can be simple in many ways to understand then how we can bring that into our homes and live that in our homes. But it it takes some um, inner work as well. And for, for me, Montessori was, is, and will always be an inner work in myself as much as it is an outer work in preparation. So remembering all the time that part of the preparation of the environment is ourselves too. And this, this is one of my favorite things to do is to work with that level uh, with parents and with teachers to, to bring it back from ourselves and our understanding and our own misunderstandings maybe. Sure. Um, which is all a process. Yeah. It's a process that we're in. Yeah, we'll never um, we make jokes that, no, we're not going to be experts in Montessori. We might have more experience, but we're not going to be right. experts in children ever, you know, because we might have more tools or be fresher to this or have, you know, 30, 40, or three years of experience. But um, mm-hmm. each child is unique. And how we address them is going to be unique to who they are. Uh, and we're, we're, none of us is ever going to be done learning if we're being honest about uh, approaching this work and giving each other what, we, what they need. Uh, we're never going to be done and we're never going to have it all figured out. <laughs> that is true. It, to me, it's, uh, I find Montessori to be very humbling. Yes. Um, and uh, also as a birth keeper, um, I find that work to be very humbling as well. And I, 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 my deepest prayer in many ways is to always um, be open to that so that I can see what I didn't know. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for for sharing uh, these words of wisdom and your expertise and your insights with us. Uh, And congratulations. One year is such a big deal, but certainly only another step in this in this wonderful journey that you are you are keeping families company on. And so we really appreciate you taking the time to to share your story with us and we'll be sure to provide a link to your Facebook page and those resources you mentioned on the blog. So thank you, Pamela. You're very welcome. And thank you as well. And 
I uh, wish you best wishes in all that you're doing and, and really appreciate the work that you do. Oh, it's such a delight. It's an honor to do this work. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Pamela for chatting with us in this episode. All of the things she referenced during the episode can be found on the blog, bondec.org blog, in the post that has the title, Interview with Pamela Green. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. Until next time. Thank you.